up, everybody, and welcome into episode 29 of the We Like the Pain podcast, a show about two teams who actually, I'm not going to say both teams, but at least one of them is frankly going to get creamed uh, week one of the NFL season. I'll let you guess which one, Sammy. I'm one of your hosts, Oscar Barkas. And I'm your other host, Sam McFadden. And the team that I was... uh, Referring to there is the Texans because we always lose to the Colts. Uh, the other team that this shows about is the Jacksonville Jaguars, and I got I got a pretty good feeling about Week One for you guys. You're looking kind of good, especially because you play the Commanders. So, oh yeah, oh yeah, good spot to start. Better than Colts, that's for sure. Um, and I, you know what, I. I need to see us get a win on the board before I officially get excited about this season. And that win could come as soon as Sunday. Starting off the season 1-0, and that'd be nuts. When was the last time that happened for the Jags? For sure you not last what? season, because who beat you week one last year? Actually, it was two years ago. We got the number one pick. We won our first game against the Colts and then lost oh, the season. You're right. Because the Colts haven't won in week one in like eight or nine years. They um, also are terrible against the Jaguars, just for the record. You guys can go look at their record against the Jaguars. For some reason, even when we suck, which is most of the time, the Colts cannot beat us. Uh, Dalton just said easy Texans dub. I'm not so sure. So I like it. I like it. The Colts – uh, like I just said, have lost like eight years in a row, week one, um, and they're playing in Houston, and they're still going to beat us. Uh, we'll get into that stuff later, though. We've got a good show, hopefully quick show planned. Um, everyone getting ready. We've talked about most everything. Mostly, we're just going to be going over week one, what we expect to happen. Yeah. Yeah, we don't have any other, like – previous games to talk about because none have happened yet. Um, but before we, before we get into that, how about you start us off with a quick question for the show? So a little peek behind the curtain here, since Sam and I are the only ones who can uh, get video in this podcast. Sam got a haircut like mere seconds ago. I did. Just got out of it. And my question for you is, what celebrity actor did you show a picture of to the hairdresser to get that haircut? Because my guess is Ryan Gosling. Okay, so I, first of all, thank you. Second of all, I I did show them a photo, but it was not a celebrity. It was just, okay, just of some guy. Okay, well, and, I mean, you know, good looking guy. Great job, good looking guy. Um, and but it's funny because I I. I always have anxiety about getting haircuts because I just have this image in my head of them absolutely ruining it and me just having to go buzz. Yeah. It's like worst case scenario. And finally, I've decided just, hey, taking a photo. Make it easy. Just show them exactly what, And it worked. I, I, I yeah. personally think I got a great haircut. So to any of you guys. Sam looks good, y'all. For those of you guys who haven't started yet, take a photo. It works. Yeah, I've never done that. Maybe I should. You got a quick question for me, Sambo? I do have a quick question. I do have a quick question. Um, my question for you is what is going to or which team in the NFL is going to be the most disappointing this season? High expectations. In reality, they are not going to do as well as people. 
have to have high expectations. Um, Someone you're lower on than everyone else, I guess. So this has apparently become a pretty uh, shared thought. I'm low on the Patriots this year, but I think a lot of people are. So I don't know if that counts. Yeah. I mean, there's been too much negative stuff coming out of camp about them that, you know, I think I think it's pretty general consensus. And I think it's true that they're they're going to be really bad. They're going to be worse than last year. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, another team that's going to be worse than last year, Arizona Cardinals. Also mm-hmm. been some weird negative stuff. So I don't know if that counts. And frankly, they've just – they've been hemorrhaging talent from that team yeah and not that they had any to lose (laughs) they had a lot of defensive departures on that team that they really can't afford to lose yeah i don't know i i feel like a lot of teams are pretty properly rated i guess the one sort of team that people are really on right now that i'm not sure how i stand i would probably project them to finish worse than people are expecting is the Minnesota Vikings. I'm in. I like the Vikings. I am too. I mean, I drafted them high in our team draft, but. New coach is interesting. I mean, better than Zimmer for sure, but we'll just see how he is in general. But I'm kind of in on that team. They they brought over Zadarius Smith from the Packers that week game. We'll talk about that week one game later. We'll we'll be talking about most of the games briefly, but um, I, I I think they're a very interesting team. Um, and I think they could mess around and be really good this season. Not a contender, but very, very good. Absolutely think that they can be good, Um, but I've heard people saying that they are like a sneaky pick to win the NFC North, and I just don't – I don't think that they're going to beat the Packers, but maybe I'm wrong. We'll see. Uh, I'll pick my overrated team that I'll talk about – that is going to disappoint, and this one's kind of a cop out, but the Raiders. Okay. The Raiders. Yeah. Because of the division they're in, people people are cop people out. like the Raiders, and I do too. Honestly, there's a lot of talent on that team, but I think that their record is going to be lower than what people are expecting it to be, just because that division is a bone saw. It, it, yeah, it's going to be a bloodbath. They're going to be lower, or what? What? What probably is going to happen actually is the Chiefs. The Chargers, the Raiders, all of them—they're all going to be a little bit lower than what people are expecting. Because okay, yeah, it's going to be hard the for teams are getting closer and closer to each other in talent. Yeah. The Raiders are a step below those, those other teams, but it's—they're going to be great games. It's going to be hard for a team from the NF or the AFC West to win the number one seed in the AFC. Uh, I still would probably pick the Chiefs. To win the AFC, like like come out of the AFC. Um, I mean, come on, you guys know my stance on the Chargers. They're not. They're sure as <laughs> All right, uh, we've got some quick other sports stuff. Um, I put the U.S. Open on the dock um, strictly for to be able to tell a couple stories. First of all, I'm not like that into tennis, but my parents are. And when they watch, like, it's fun to sit down for a few sets of a tennis match. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and U.S. born Francis TFO. I'm sorry if I'm 
mispronouncing his name, is going on a run right now. I think he's like our age, like 24, 25, somewhere in there. Uh, just beat Nadal uh, two rounds ago and then just advanced to the semifinals. So I'm I'm all in on Francis. I'm in on him too. I, I, I completely agree with you on, the, on tennis. Um, tennis is a sport that I genuinely enjoy watching uh, whenever it's a, a major title uh, like the U.S. Open, stuff like that. It's a lot of fun to watch. I mean, um, this particular U.S. Open has been full of drama and full of fun because, I mean, we've got that going on. We all got upset. We have Serena Williams on the women's side of things. She lost in the second round, I think. I think it was the second round. Um, and yep. that is supposedly the end to her career. And she is quite, I mean, probably the GOAT as far as women's tennis goes. Um, Absolutely the GOAT. One of the greatest athletes we've ever seen. She's been one of, if not the best female tennis player in the world since basically we were born, um, <laughs> yeah. which is absurd. Um, yeah. And it's, so that's, that kind of farewell stuff was very cool to watch. Um, I, I do feel really bad. Um, I don't know if you watched her last game or last match, but I do I do think it must have been so hard to be that opponent because no one, no one in the world was rooting for her except her family and her trainer. Definitely. Everyone not. was reading. Yeah. And I mean, I think, I think she even yeah. said after the game, she was like, I, like, I hate myself for knocking Serena out and, and I'm sure she grew up watching her. Yeah, so, you know, in, into a ridiculous career um, and, you know, just happy. You know, it's one of those things where she will be one of the greatest of all time forever. And we were lucky enough to grow up with her. So yeah, that is a very cool thing uh, for people our age. And uh, funny, uh, funny fact about Serena. She's married to one of the co-founders of Reddit. Yes. I did. I did hear that recently, and a little bit of um, hope for us normal-looking <laughs> folk out in the world. He is. I mean, if you look up a picture of them, he's just just some dude. Yeah, he's a guy. Uh, not, I'm not. He's definitely not ugly or anything like that. He's, but he really is just some dude. And, yeah, he was also worth like a hundred million dollars before the last, so that helps. Too, but just some did, so that was kind of funny. Um, we also had another goat end her career recently. Last night, Sue Bird. Sad. Sue Bird. The storm got knocked out of the playoffs, and uh, she had a very heartfelt goodbye, um, teary eyed, uh, waving off the crowd. And I mean, part of me, I mean. The game before that, she had that ridiculous game winner, which I'm sure most of you saw. If not, if you haven't seen it yet, you should go watch it. One of the crazy, like one of the crazier game winners I've seen in a while. Um, what a way to end off that career! For like a title would have been great, but I mean, if you're going to go out, she did it just about as good as anyone. Yeah, it was a tough, uh, tough draw for the Storm having to go up against the Aces. Sam, I don't know if you claim the Aces, but I sort of do. Formerly of San Antonio, former San Antonio Stars, uh, moved out to Las Vegas. And Becky Hammond, formerly Spurs assistant, is their head coach. One coach of the year. Coach of the year, Becky I missed that. What did you say? Coach of the year, Becky Hammond. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, 
So tough, tough draw for the storm, but so cool. Sue, I mean, got me into watching the WNBA. So salute to, like you said, one of the goats. I did mention, I I've got a couple quick stories about Francis that I do want to share because if you haven't heard them, you have to. Uh, his parents, I forget which West African country they're from, fled because of war. And his dad started working at, I forget what tennis center this is in Maryland. Uh, he was one of the first people, like they, they were breaking ground and he he started working on the construction site. And then when they built the center, they kept him on as like a janitor and he, he was like the court keeper and he like lived there quite a bit at the tennis center. And because of that, that's how his son got exposed to tennis. And like early on, he's this cute little kid. Of course, they're going to just have him around. And then one of the pros was like, holy shit, I think, <laughs> I think this kid's pretty good. So she took him under his wing, under her wing, like started training him, I believe, she is still his trainer and gave him what's estimated to be like $400,000 of free tennis lessons and travel and everything. It's worked out. He's in the semifinal of the U S open at 20, whatever years old, but what a cool. Right. What a serendipitous yeah. thing. Yeah. So if we didn't already root for him, uh, being from the U S like that's even more, uh, stuff to root for. So the other story, a lot more funny. Uh, <laughs> he, I, after I read that, I was like, oh my God, I need to know as much as I can about this guy. Like, I, I want to know like everything. So I look up his name on Twitter and one of the first things that comes up is he's playing at some like lower level tournament in like 2017, 2018. The court is set up I mean, it's being broadcast, so it's like, you know, high enough that it's like of notoriety, people are watching, but the court is set up on a lake, and in the video, you hear (laughs) the announcer go, well, first you see Francis, he's about to serve, and he's like stops, and he's looking around, and you hear the announcer go, folks, uh, I don't know how else to say this, it appears that one of the supporters in the stands phone is playing an adult video of some sort. And then you start to hear (laughs) (laughs) what's going on. And, and then the announcer like, is like, wait, that, that might not be it. And it's loud. It's loud. There's a couple either out on a boat or like across the lake having sex and sound travels on water (laughs) and it is like you, it is like shaking the cameras loud (laughs) and Francis yells out, can't be that good. So I had a good laugh the other day when I, when I heard that (laughs) on that note, uh, anyway, college football, Uh yeah, I think we can do this real fast. The the important part is AM is still number six. Um we played, interesting. We played well. Um, yeah. One interception. But 
overall good game. 31 to zero. Can't really complain about that. Um, played same Houston. So it's not like it was much of a challenge, but um, app state should be a little bit of a better challenge based on how they play. Um, hopefully we beat the crap out of them. Um, but we are still number six. We got jumped by Michigan. Who, it is weird, but they weird. looked better than they did. But they, they played better against their opponent last week than we did. So yeah, it totally surprised me. Better enough for them to jump four spots. I don't know about that. It, it is Michigan, you know, so they get a little. Before we move on, and since we're already talking about the NM game, and there's one thing I also want to talk about. I don't know if Dalton's still here, but he was at the game, so I want to see if he's got any thoughts i just sent him an invite and he missed when we talked about the deshaun suspension so i told him a couple weeks ago that if he had thoughts he could share them on the podcast but he may not even be here anymore so give him a second while we're waiting on that any other any other big big top 25 thoughts i mean dalton's now on the thing but uh Sub Dalton, good to hear your voice, man. the The only other top twenty five thought that I had is that Notre Dame played Ohio State decently well until the fourth quarter, um, and I think Ohio State is super good. So that that's a good reflection on Notre Dame. Notre Dame should be Notre Dame should be unranked every year. That's my opinion. <laughs> until they decide to join a conference, like any any self respecting team. Get out. Anyway. All right, Dalton, you Dalton. were there. How had the uh NM game go from your perspective? I was there, but I only watched the first half because right after halftime the rain delay happened and luckily oh, I left. Yeah. And I was watching the game after the fact. We looked a lot better in the second half, but the first half was awful. Um I think Haynes King should not be the starter and Max Johnson should be the starter. I'm kinda hoping that next week we barely beat App State, and then they throw in Max Johnson for Miami. But we'll see. Yeah, we shall see. Jimbo's – not that any of the three guys are, like, like crazy talented, like, recruits, like, top of the nation, but all three of Haynes King, Max Johnson, and Connor Wigman are good. So we, we may see yeah, all of them. I think Connor, Connor Wigman will be the guy. Um, he's just a freshman, so. Yeah. He's going to need time, and I think that I think that part of what they were signaling when they waited so long to announce the starter was that this is going to be something they're evaluating throughout the season. If they think that Max Johnson gives us a better chance to win, of course they're going to start starting him over Haynes King. Like Jimbo, Jimbo is not going to play favorites here or anything like that. No way. If Max Johnson gives us a better chance, he's going to play him for sure. Yeah, and an- another thing I did see at the game too was. Didn't see much of A-Chain at all, which was kind of scary. Yeah, um, weird. A little bit worrisome for sure. Um, but Anais looked good. Yeah, super good. Dalton, one last thing, and then I'll send you on your way. Uh, I mean, you can stick around and listen if you want to, but uh, we'll we'll move on to other stuff. Deshaun suspension, give me like two sentences. The NFL's rigged. <laughs> and uh, how do you feel about the Texans being his first game back? 
I see. I like it. I I think we have a chance of beating. I think he's going to come back being very rusty. Um, he definitely could. I mean, look how he's playing. But it's definitely a scam by the NFL to just so happen to suspend him perfectly to come back to that game. So, yeah, it's, worry, but we we'll oh, see. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, I I said it a little more crassly last week, but I do hope that we put him in the ground a couple times. Oh, absolutely. I hope we're a little dirty. That, uh, that same is going to be loud. That's yeah, it should be. And I hope we're saying the same stuff that Jaguars fans were saying in the preseason. It's in Cleveland, right? Or is it Houston? No, it's in Houston. Oh, yeah, that'll be – I might need to try to get tickets for that game, man. All right, Dalton. A couple of teams. Yeah, good. Thank you for uh, – joining us for a second i i wanted you i i figured you'd have some good opinions about both those things so yeah anytime all right talk to you soon Dalton. all right um nfl news one more day till thursday night i literally cannot wait great game, great game. bills rams is all i'm gonna be thinking about tomorrow work after work i'm just going to be getting ready and thinking about it Thinking about it, thinking about it. I'm sure that we'll get together and watch the game. Uh, oh, uh, absolutely. Uh, maybe we'll go out. Maybe we'll watch it at someone's place. Who knows? But the first Thursday night game of the season is always magical. It's usually not as incredible a game as this one is. So cherry on top. Um, and this is what we wait all offseason for. This is what we wait for. Yeah. So, you know, people who are sick like me and Oscar, this is like Christmas. Yeah, I uh, I surprised myself. I was pretty patient. I, it took me a while to say I can't wait for football to be back. And it helps that we have, like, the fantasy draft and a couple other things to keep us afloat. Yeah. Uh, but this week, like, that's the only thing on my mind. Yeah. I mean, the reason we love fantasy is because of football. Like, football is the thing we truly love. And now we get to watch it for weeks and weeks and weeks. Yeah, it's going to be a really good game, too, like you said. Uh, I was hoping that each of us had a team um, from our team draft playing, but I realize Sam has both the Bills and the Rams. So I do. I do. It's my it's my cannibal game. Um, and frankly, <laughs> all i got to say is there's no way I can lose. I win either way. Yeah. Um, so it works for me. Um, let's run through a couple of bit, a little bit of injury news. Zach Wilson out at least for at least till week four. Um, I don't think this is news. I don't think uh, we've talked about this enough before. Joe Flacco is not going to move the needle out for him. I think that there's a good chance they end up one and two or zero oh and three by that point. Um, and I, I I've voiced my opinion that no matter what Joe Flacco does, Zach Wilson will be the starter when he gets healthy. I think that's where I. Yeah, it was it was weird that they took this long. They announced it today. Uh, They like for him to be out until at least week four. It seemed as though like he was maybe gearing to play this week one game. But that's just like coach. Yeah, I chalk it up to them trying to mess with their uh, their opponents this week. That's all. I you know, it's just they don't need to tell us anything. They like messing with the media and all that stuff. That's all I take that as. 
but we officially have a Joe Flacco revenge game. Absolutely. So I'm excited. Um, J.K. Dobbins <laughs> is back. Will be back in a, in quotations a few weeks. Um, that's from Lamar Jackson. Um, this is, I think, more of a fantasy thing than it is an actual football thing. I think that team is going to be just fine without him for a couple of weeks, um, especially week one against the yeah. Jets. They'll be fine. Um, and that's just about all I have to say about that. I'm not even – I'm pretty out on J.K. Dobbins in general as far as you know, fantasy is concerned. He's a good football player. He's better than what they had last season, especially once they lost Very all, good really football all of their running backs. Um, well, they're sort of in that same boat to start. They uh, had to pick up Mike Davis and uh, Kenyon Drake, so we'll have more of the veteran sort of brigade going on at running back. But like you said, it doesn't matter. Yeah. The Lamar uh, contract is a little more interesting as far as ratings are concerned, but that's more of a long-term issue. Lamar has not given any indication that he's – in fact, he's said that once the season starts, he's not signing contract, and he will play the season. So he's not going to miss any time. Absolutely. Um, And I I personally think he's going to go off the season. As long as he stays healthy. I mean (laughs) – He's going to get paid next offseason. So, yeah, you know, I, I tend to think it's not that big a deal. Yeah, and honestly, it may work in his favor to wait because next offseason is the Justin Herbert-Joe Burrow contract. Oh, yeah. Um, so he he could make some good money by waiting. Um, he, you know, people are going to say, oh, but he's like a running style quarterback. He's got – more chance of getting injured that could affect the contract. We watched the Cowboys give Dak more money than they originally wanted to after he had his ankle injury. So I've said my piece on quarterback contracts. I think I said it last week. Anytime, every time someone is paying a huge quarterback and they're on the fence about it, they end up paying it when they end up paying it. They're the highest paid quarterback and it's, Oh my goodness. Should they be the highest paid quarterback? Two, two years later, they're one, they're in the middle of the pack. So it just does not with quarterbacks yeah. specifically. Just pay them their money if they're good. If they're good to great, and Lamar is great, pay him his money, and you'll be you'll be happy. Um, yeah. Brian Robinson, running back for the Washington Commanders, rookie supplanted Antonio Gibson by all accounts uh, during training training camp. Um, he was. I'm sure most of you saw. He was all over the place. He got. He was the victim of a shooting. Um, this past week, he got shot several times in the leg. Uh, and uh, from, all accounts, from all accounts, he's getting a lot better. And he will be back sooner than you probably think. Yeah, he. Uh, this happened a few weeks ago. We just didn't mention it on last week's show. Um, but I figured that since Rappaport tweeted that the swelling is going down, he's walking around on it already. Uh, and that's notable. So I figured we should include it in the show. Um, I'm happy for him. He he had had a great summer up until that point, and I'm glad that he's avoided major injury other than two bullets entering his body. But, um, again, happy for him. And then the last thing here, Mitchell Trubisky listed as the Steelers starting quarterback. I don't think that was much of a surprise. Uh, I think – 
the bigger debate is Definitely. how long does he hold on to the job before they turn over the reins to Kenny Pickett. I give him six weeks. Yeah, I tried to look at the Steelers season to see like if there was a good point. They play the Jets week four, uh, and they have a couple of tough games before then, but then their season gets hard again for a couple of weeks. Um, I think six is probably a good number. I, I tend to err on the side of only because this is what I would personally do. I don't base it. I, I don't think you should bring in your first round rookie QB who you think is a, who you think it might be a stat. I'm not bringing him in on a certain matchup. That's unless it is like the toughest of the tough matchup. I'm, I don't, I don't care. Go out there. Show me the guy. I mean, he's a rookie. He's going to make mistakes and stuff like that. Yeah. Let him play against our defense. You know? Yeah, I agree. Uh, but we will see him soon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I we'll see. I mean, he'll be playing, I think, the majority of the season. Um, you want to hop right into the Texans uh, season or the Texans week coming up? Yeah, I, uh, I said it in the intro, but I do think we lose this game. Uh, the Colts are just a significantly better team than the Texans at this point. Uh, but that doesn't mean there's not plenty to watch for. This is the the Davis Mills year. We find out if he's the guy or not. So that's something you can watch for every week. Derek Stingley uh, got a little bit of looks in the preseason, but we didn't really see too much of him. So get to see him. He's our cornerback one. So he's going to be guarding like Michael Pittman next week. Um, yep. Get to see Damian Pierce as the starting running back, which is nuts. Lovey Smith officially announced it today. The team hadn't really said anything. It was just sort of implied after they cut Marlon Mack. Uh, Pierce, Lovey said he's anxious to see him out there. So I think he just fits right in with the rest of the Texans fan base. Um, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, he better, at this point, he better be good. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) He, be good. <laughs> he was he a fourth round running back. He doesn't have a hundred yards and a touchdown. That's just, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not kidding. The, the way people are hyping this man up, he better have a hundred yards and a touchdown next this week. People will be disappointed if he doesn't. I'm going to tell you right now, he won't. Uh, the thing that I'm looking for more is to see if he breaks that 15 touch record that he had from college. And I think he will. I think he'll, that's the important thing. And if he doesn't break it now, he'll break it soon. I, I mean, Rex Burkhead's going to be a little annoying, I think, to start the season. I, I, I agree with you he's going to have more than 15 touches. But um, as the season goes on, I mean, he's definitely better than Rex Burkhead. So be- <laughs> what? Texans. Um, and then the last two guys that I'm sort of looking for are Jalen Petrie, who I think has a pretty good shot at leading the Texans in tackles this year. Uh, and that's not necessarily a good thing. That means that there's going to be a lot of running backs gaining six or seven yards against us probably. Um, but I, he looked super electric in the preseason, so I'm excited for that. And then a consistent number two behind Brandon Cooks, most likely going to be Nico Collins, um, especially against the Colts because Stephon Gilmore will be covering Brandon Cooks. 
and he's a few years removed from that defensive player of the year campaign, but I think he's still pretty good. So we'll need someone else to step up. So here's the deal. Um, as far like cornerbacks in the league, there are very few cornerbacks in the league that actually cover the number one for the entire entirety of the game. Um, that's like most, most NFL defenses don't play that way. They, they play their players in the, yeah. in the spot on the field that those players want to be in. Like you won't see J- like like there's a, a couple like Jalen Ramsey is usually going to shadow a number one, but Stephen Gilmore, like Oscar says, he's a couple years removed from being the best. Yeah. I think you will get to see like a handful of snaps where Stephen Gil- Gilmore is on Nico Collins and he has that challenge, and those are the snaps I'm watching. Those are the ones that I am okay. Let's see what he can do against a real guy. Yeah, um, and I you know I'm excited for it. Yeah, if he <clears throat> lives anywhere close to the preseason hype. And I've been hyping this guy since the middle of the the summer. I've been saying he could very well be, you know, an 800 yard receiver. Uh, He should be, he should be pretty good week one, especially with the timing down with Davis Mills. Speaking of Davis Mills, last thing I want to say, Davis Mills and Brandon Cooks, Christian Kirksey and Jerry Hughes were named captains. None of those guys are that surprising. The only notable one is Davis Mills because all the other guys are like 28, 29, 30. Jerry Hughes is like 33. And Davis Mills is a second-year player, so that means the team's got a lot of confidence in him. I agree. Um, All I'll say is he's also the quarterback, and a lot of times the quarterback is a captain. So Trey Lance was not named a captain. That's true. That's true. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, Jacks. Last season. Yeah, fair enough. Um, anyway, Jaguars, they're coming hot, playing the Commanders um, in Washington. Um, I think the Jaguars win this game. Um, I don't, the, I mean, you guys know the players that we're interested in. Trayvon Walker, I want to see him sack the shit out of Carson Wentz. That would be awesome. Multiple times. I want to see, I want to see uh, the, I, as far as the offense goes, a working offense is the biggest thing I want to see. But important thing is how, how, how is the passing split up? How much of the pie is Christian Kirk getting? Is he like going to be a number one or is he just the number one on the team? You know what I mean? Um, and then who are they using set for their second receiver? Is it Marvin or is it Zay Jones? I tend to think it, should probably probably will be Marvin Jones, um, but maybe they should move to towards Zay, but we'll see. And then really the biggest question mark is um, J- James Robinson is officially back. Like they, uh, Doug Peterson was talking about it as if he might get a full workload uh, come week one. Which is I interesting. I tend to think that that is Coach Shaq, and he definitely will not get a full workload. But he's back much earlier than we thought he would even now. As far as his injury is concerned, I would just like to point out as a as a bit of a caution, big caution sign on James Robinson right now. It's like overall recovering from the injury he recovered from in the timeline he did is absolutely absurd. He should not be back yet. If if they think he's healthy, then I trust them. But scary. Um, so yeah, popped his Achilles in December. Uh, yeah. which means it's been less than nine months, which is insane. Uh, the Absurd. only example that I can think of happened last season, and it was Cam Akers. 
towards Achilles in July, I believe, before the season, and then was playing in the Super Bowl in the playoffs. Was significantly less effective, significantly than he was before. So we'll see, and and seeing what Travis Etienne can do will be interesting because there were multiple times throughout the preseason where Travis Etienne he has this these physical tools. He's not as good a receiver as people make him out to be. He has the physical traits to do it. He needs to get yeah. better with his hands. Um, so that's something I'll be watching for sure. His his targets specifically and how many carries he gets this game. But more importantly, how many carries he gets once James Robinson is back. The, the, that's all very important stuff. Um, and that's about all I got for the Jaguars. I'm just excited to see him play. My only thing that I want to add to that conversation is that I want to see Trevor Lawrence be the best quarterback on the field because he absolutely should be and is, in my opinion. Um, And even in Washington, away from Jacksonville, uh, he still should be clearly better than Carson Wentz. I agree with that. I agree with that wholeheartedly. Last thing, Um, sorry, before we get into pickums. Uh, I forgot to mention this earlier. I'm so, so glad that T.Y. Hilton is not on the Colts because this game's in Houston, and T.Y. Hilton is known for 200-yard receiving games when he plays in Houston. So, uh, <laughs> That is cool. Last, last thought there uh, on our teams. I'm excited. Get to see both play literally four days away. I can't wait. Neither can I. All right, let's hop into the pickums. We'll go through all these games. We'll talk just a little bit. We'll do it pretty quick, though, um, to finish this off here. Um, I'll go down the list um, chronologically ish. Um, we'll start with the game tomorrow night Bills Rams. We're going to be doing these again, uh, as far as the spread is concerned. Right now, the line on ESPN is Buffalo minus two and a half. How do you feel, Oscar? Where, who are you taking against that spread? I think that's high, like highly favored towards Buffalo, especially to be in LA against the Super Bowl champion. Um, listen, I'm I'm as high on the Bills as everyone appears to be, but it should probably be just even odds, like a pick 'em or whatever. I, I forget what the gambling term is called. So are you saying you're taking the Rams? I'm taking the yeah. I'm taking the the under or the. It is just a field goal. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I I for one I'm picking the Rams. I'm picking the Rams to win outright on this game. Um, I think the Bills are the best, okay. probably the best team in the league. But I do think they might be getting up towards the area of being a little overhyped. It's weird, man. Like they're really good, but people are talking about it as if they're like write them down. They're winning the Super Bowl, and it's just like they're not. Can't do that. They're not this absolute juggernaut super team. I mean, they're very, very good throughout the entire roster. But boy, yeah. So I th- so we're both taking the Rams. I like that. Um, uh, as far as Sunday goes, moving into Sunday to the noon games, uh, Saints Falcons. New Orleans is favored. It's uh, New Orleans minus five and a half. Where do you stand on that? Yeah, I'd probably, probably. Well, it's is it in Atlanta or is it in New Orleans? It's in Atlanta. 
even then, I'm still leaning Saints there. I, that's a that's a higher line, but the Saints are just much more talented. I the only thing that's stopping me is the Saints have a ton, a ton, a ton of question marks. I mean, that's I mean, it starts with with Jameis, you know. Do yeah. I really trust Jameis that much? But I do agree with you that the talent gap is huge there. And the Falcons are definitely going to be figuring it out week one. So I'll go I'll go with the yeah. Saints uh, minus five and a half there as well. Um, uh, one thing that we didn't mention in the injuries, speaking of question marks, is the Saints left tackle that they draft in the first round, Trevor Penning, is out until like December. I, I forgot to include that. Uh, so that's another question mark for them. Absolutely. Um, okay, next game, 49ers Bears. San Francisco is favored uh, minus seven. And I'll go ahead and take this one uh, first. I'm going to go with the 49ers here. Minus seven is a huge line, but I, I've been on record and I'll go on record. I think the Bears might, like, I really am, like, if I had to put money down right now, I'd say they're going to have, they're going to be the worst team in the league this season. Yeah, me too. Uh, so I'm out. I'm out on them. I'll, I'll go with the Niners there. I think we will see some fun Justin Fields plays. Uh, I think that Justin Fields could very well be the Jalen Hurts of last year, uh, the garbage time king. Um, Maybe. And so we'll see some fun stuff, but. I don't like it against the 49ers defense, that's for sure. Yeah, minus seven is is a big line, and I, I, I would still say over. I'm with you. All right, Steelers, Bengals. Cincinnati is favored minus six and a half. Man, that's a that's a big line. Also, the Bengals are for sure better, especially when quarterbacks concerned. But I think this game's closer than that. Uh, these games, these teams always play each other close. So I'll probably take the Steelers, just like the 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 under on the line. Okay. Um, you're taking the Steelers. I am also taking the Steelers, actually. Damn. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. My, my, I, I should have mentioned the Bengals earlier in this pod when we were talking about underwhelming teams. I've I thought about it. Bengals mock to the Super Bowl again. They are not going to be as good as they as that Cinderella run. Um, I, so I, I think they might have a bit of a humble pie coming for them week one. I think they win that game, but I think it might be a bit of a scare. Um, all right, yep. next game, Eagles-Lions. Philadelphia <laughs> favored minus four. Where do you stand? I'll let you go first because I took the last one. Sure. Um, I am going to – boy, I'm going to take the Eagles minus four. Yeah, that's that's what I was going to do too. The Lions are everyone's darling – after the H after the uh, hard knocks and uh, Philly's been hyped too. uh, But I'm surprised this line's not bigger. I think that there's a pretty significant gap in talent, especially on the defense. The lion's defense is not nearly as good as the Eagles. But you know what? I could see a world where Aiden Hutchinson gives Jalen hurts hell and they just, you know, have a good game and, I can see the Lions upsetting here for sure. Um, 
for sure, but I'm still taking the Eagles. Next game, Patriots-Dolphins. Miami is favored minus three and a half. So it's in Miami, right? Yeah. Uh, The Dolphins have always given the Patriots hell. Like, they're the team of the AFC East. I guess recently it's been the Bills. But the Dolphins, like, even when the Patriots were at their peak with Brady. um, And I think that they're – even more than that, they're the better team this year. So I'm picking the Dolphins. And we are too similar here. I'm taking the Dolphins, too. I was planning on – I've been writing all these down to – see who does better this week and we've taken every single same team so far so um but the dolphins are quite there's clearly the better team right now the patriots are very dysfunctional unless they're pulling off the greatest prank of all time (laughs) yeah dolphins minus three and a half that's not a crazy spread it's at home in miami i'm with the dolphins here um next game ravens jets baltimore minus seven joe flacco's that's a big line, man. I'll take it, and I am in on the Ravens. I'm in on the Ravens. Yeah, I was going to say that's a big line, but even then, like, the Ravens are good this year. You know what? To say something different, I'm going to pick the Jets just to cover. Wow, this is the one. Okay. Yeah, I think the Ravens – I think you're going to win that one. But Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Next game, here we go. Jaguars Commanders. Washington Uh-oh. is it's in Washington. Washington is favored minus two and a half. What do you think? Uh <clears throat> Washington's favored. I guess it isn't yeah. in Washington. Um, I gotta take the Jaguars here. I think the Jaguars win the game. I'd I'd bet money on the money line, so I am taking the Jaguars as well. I think they win. I think it's pretty obvious. Um, next game, Browns-Panthers. The revenge take game. The revenge game. It's in Carolina. Panthers are favored minus one and a half. Jacoby Panthers are favored. Baker Mayfield, Panthers favored one and a half. Where you- yeah, I'm taking the, I'm taking the Panthers. I, I think the Browns as a whole are more talented, but Baker's like way better than Jacoby Brissett is. So here's the deal: Jacoby, it's Jacoby Brissett, and then Nick Chubb is going to be running into a billion people. I mean, it's going to be very hard to. Yeah, they're going to stack the box. They Cleveland's kind of down to one re, like good receiver uh, in Amari Cooper. I I like the Panthers really as well. Um, Next game, last of the noon games, Colts-Texans. You pick first. Indianapolis is favored by a touchdown, seven points. I am taking the Texans, baby. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah, that's that's what I was going to do too. Oh, really? Okay, well, shit. Uh, (laughs) Well, fine. I'll take the Colts then. Fuck you. No, okay, fine, 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 fine. I'll stick to my guns. The Texans are going to cover that spread. It's going to shock everyone. Then they're going to suck the rest of the season. It won't matter. But, um, yeah. I'm, I still, to be clear, the Colts are going to win this game. But the whole touchdown, like, it's in Houston. At least, you know, I the, the other thing that I didn't mention earlier is the Colts beat us, like, 
62 to three combined in the two games last year. So that may have something to do with this. Right. Um, all right. On to the 325 games. Giants, Titans, gross game. Tennessee's favored minus five and a half. Uh, I'm taking the Titans. I hate the Giants. I think they're yeah. going to be bad. I'm taking the Titans too. Um, I figured that, that may be where we differ because that line's pretty big, and I don't think the Titans are that good either. But uh, I, dude, I hate the Giants. I think they are. I think that defense yeah. is going to suck. And besides, they have the worst defense in the league. Besides I'll, Saquon, I'll say that that offense is going to be interesting. But besides Saquon, um, Packers Vikings, Green Bay's uh, favored minus one and a half. It's in Minnesota. In mini. I, I'm taking Minnesota. I think that they could win this game. Stop it. Stop it. I'm taking Minnesota too. Um, All right. I'll take I'll take Green Bay then. So we have a couple picks different. Because I think that's a that's pretty close. I, I do too. I, I like I like the Vikings. I, I talked about it earlier. I like the Vikings uh more than Oscar does apparently because he picked him to be a little disappointing. But I like them to be really good this season, make the playoffs this season, and I do think that they are a real threat to Green Bay this season. Um, I like them also. I mean, like I said, took them in the team draft. I, I think that the Packers are still one of the best teams in the league, and I don't, I don't think the Vikings are close. But. All right, Chiefs-Cardinals. Kansas City is favored by six points. Man, that's a tough one, especially they're in Arizona, but I'm still taking the Chiefs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking the Chiefs as well. Um, I'm not betting against them when they've had they they know they're playing Arizona for all this time. I'm I'm giving it to uh Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes to come out swinging. Um Raiders Chargers. The it's in LA. The Chargers are favored by a field goal. Minus 3. I'm taking I'll, Oh, you go. You okay. go. All right. I am going to take the Raiders. Damn it. I was going to say that. <laughs> I'll take the Chargers if you want the Raiders, but I the Raiders always start the season hot. Like for some reason yeah. they always start the and, season hot. Um and the Chargers expectations are like through the roof, so it would be just like them to like come out and stink it up week 1. Also, the Chargers are playing in SoFi and have, like, zero home field advantage. I think there may be more Raiders fans there than Chargers fans. Oh, for sure. Um, All right, two more games left. Uh, Sunday night game, Buccaneers-Cowboys, Tampa Bay minus 2.5. You got first take on this one. It's in Dallas, right? Yeah. Uh, In Dallas. Damn it, I'm taking the Cowboys. I think the Cowboys win this game. Okay. I, I that's that's like my that's like my biggest take this like the, my most firm take this uh week. Um Brady's coming back after a weird absence that might have more like be hanging over his head more than more than anything else if you believe some of the stuff that's been coming out about it. Um his offensive line is basically gone. Chris Godwin yep. is injured. Russell Gage is injured. Leonard Fournette is 450 pounds. I, 
There's a lot going on there. I like the Cowboys to come out and shock people. I'm taking the Cowboys. I mean, the Cowboys almost came out and shocked people week one last year. It came down to like a last minute Brady drive. Uh, and Michael Parsons wasn't Michael Parsons at that point. So I'm I'm with you. I'm taking the boys. Um, and then last game, Monday night, Broncos, Seahawks, Denver is favored by 6.5. I think Broncos. Oh, okay. So you're taking you're taking okay. Give your reasoning. Taking Broncos. Russ's revenge game, the C- Russ versus Gino. The Broncos have more talent. Across Way more. the entire field, I'm in. Yeah. I'm in. All right. So here's another one where we uh, differ. I think Seattle covers. I, I think the Broncos still win this game, but I think expectations are really high right now. And Seattle, even without Russ, is always a team that's like counted against, and all of a sudden it's the fourth quarter and it's a three point game. So, right. Right. All right. Well, the big games to look out for are the Seahawks Broncos, the Packers Vikings, and the Jets Ravens. That's the only games we differed on. Next week we'll have to be a little bit better. Um, we've got to switch it up. But um, we'll update you guys next week on how uh, who won what. Yeah. Uh, uh, I We'll try and make this a weekly thing. Oh, yeah. We can go through it fast. It's, yeah, I think it's good. Um that's all we got for the show right now, guys. I- I'm excited for the season to start. I'm just ready for it to happen. Dude, I can't wait. But, you know, you know, next week we'll be talking to you and we'll have a bunch of recaps to do. So look forward to that, guys. Yes, sir. Uh, thank you, Sammy. Thank you, Dalton, for coming on. And as always, thank you to the listener for coming in and hating yourselves with us. We will see you next week.